Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Hello and welcome to Film Companion. You've tuned in to an exciting new interview podcast with Anupama Chopra. To catch more of what we do, visit us on www.filmcompanion.in. Sir, first of all, congratulations on Tanaji. Well, thank you. Uh, it was, you made for such an elegant psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite a, a deranged part. But thank you, and you know, thanks to Ajay and Om Raut, and I mean the whole team. It was, um, I'm glad I could contribute to that. But you know, right after that, I see you in Jawani Janeman yeah. as this, as as the sort of quintessential, that trademark Seth role of the middle-aged playboy, which, which just looked like so much fun. And as I was watching that preview, I was just thinking that could it be that of all the Khans working today, you're having the most fun? Well, I don't know. I I, I am having fun. <laughs> Um, you are, sure. aren't you? Yes, I am having fun. Um, there's a wide variety of roles being offered, and I'm enjoying being capable of um, playing them. And I think, you know, balance is key, and there's a... I think I'm in quite a comfortable place in life with, you know, my personal life, as well as friends and holidays or whatever, and um, with enough exciting work. I think the, the challenge or the, the thing is to keep a healthy outlook and not get too caught up, you know. I think that's always been the mm. the thing because movies can be so all-consuming and the sound yeah. can be so all-consuming. Um, when growing up also, I think my parents probably helped that they were from different fields. Um, didn't really talk about this stuff much after working hours. At home. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think we've kind of carried that on and it helps keep one sane in it. And that is a source of happiness uh, because if you're constantly in that thing of comparing and, you know, um, looking at other people, I think that make, make, would have made me miserable. So I, I think I am a happy and I'm happy because I'm getting good work and it's interesting work. But also I think um, it's a means to an end and that, that end is to travel or to experience things with friends and family away from from the work. But Seth, part of this sort of creative liberation where you're yeah. doing pretty much anything that excites you, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, you know, you, you couldn't have imagined doing a role like Kalakandi a while ago or or, or even what you did in Tanaji, which is, which is just dark of another level, right? Yeah. Uh, this also comes with, with risk. It comes with, you know, films utterly bombing. I mean, 
do you have a moment of panic like when a uh, uh, lal kaptan yeah opens at 50 lakh do you yeah. feel like holy shit is yeah. it over yeah uh, i mean there is and you justify it by saying i think you know it's the wrong kind of movie uh, and there are certain movies that appeal more or whatever uh, but would i do it again perhaps not so i mean you do but at the time um you feel that you know this is good cinema and this is something that appeals and all you have really is your instinct and an idea where you say that you know should i do this or not um and it had all the things that kind of turned me on about movies and acting um but it is frightening of course it's frightening and i don't know i think i'm really lucky that one continues to work and to be offered uh interesting stuff despite um a debacle like that and it was so heartbreaking because it was the most exhausting thing i'd ever physically. done physically physically and and mentally i mean we went i mean in a way it was beautiful because we went to these i mean if you compare that to tanaji in the sense that this was entirely i had one was watching tanaji with om who is a kind of cg expert as well uh and it was all these amazing things happening and these horses coming and going and charging across the frame and the mountain and birds and and he says to me he says we haven't left filmistan yet as a studio as so far it's all been on a floor and i was like my god right. it was so controlled and easy whereas lal kaptan was such hard work you know 3 hours to location and then makeup and live horses and forts and it was lovely but it it really wasn't worthwhile in that sense so that's heartbreaking yeah. um but do you ever doubt your stardom um yeah of course yeah I, i mean i think stardom is something that you know if you a film of yours comes out and a lot of people instantly flock to see it um even on a bad day yeah. uh and i in, i mean by those parameters i don't think i'm a star even where i mean there's nothing guaranteed you know there's certain roles that appeal more to others um that certain roles i do that would appeal more um and certain films and i i think it i certainly not that if there's anything i do it would appeal you know um mm. so i don't really think of myself as a star in that sense i'm quite realistic about that but i know how to act and i think i have a personality and um all those things but i do doubt it and uh, constantly so i mean part of my struggle as an actor or part of the challenges one faces is that it's never really finding the confidence to play the part mm. or to turn up to work and and be and behave like a star on screen without really um having the uh the kind of feeling that you are one you know so you have to find it from somewhere and it's probably usually with being able to do the job yeah you know it's the uh, craft yeah so Yes, that helps. But I mean, I mean, it's full of doubt all the time. Yeah. But it's interesting because I think you are an A-list star, right. and yet that what you spoke about—that ability to deliver that Friday—doesn't yeah. always pan out. No. But that doesn't dent the stardom, which is wonderful. Which is great. Yeah, yeah because it yeah. allows you to keep taking risks. Yes, and uh, you know, but I, I must say, I'm trying to be a little more conservative now. I mean, I'm doing this sequel of Bunty Bubbly. Well, oh no, don't go safe on us. No, no, it's it's not really safe. I'm playing a 
you know, a middle-aged guy with a, quite a big paunch. So, uh, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and we're trying to find, I mean, it's, 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 it's a relief to be doing, and it's a full comedy. Yeah. It's encouraging, you know, that Aditya Chopra would want to cast me. Um, and the various films I am doing, I feel, I mean, there's a reason, I don't even know what that reason is, where people seem to have um, belief and faith, and they're like, you know, continue to do this. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth and just yeah, keeping my head down. Yeah, too much. Yeah, not too much. Just <laughs> quite happy. You know, I was talking to Kabir, um, Kabir Khan, and he said to me that he can forgive bad acting in a film. He can forg forgive sort of sloppy scripting, but he said what he can't forgive is bad politics. Um, and the politics in Tanaji are questionable. Yeah. Does that bother you as an actor? I mean, not as an actor. It might bother me as, a, as an Indian or as a So how do you being. work around that then? Um, well, I mean, I mentioned it a couple of times, but I don't think, for some reason, I did not take a stand. I don't, I'm not, maybe I would next time. I just was very excited about playing the role. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a delicious it's role. It's a delicious role. Yeah. But, you know, whether it's when people say that this is history and this is how it is, I, I don't think this is history. Mm. And um, I, I'm quite aware of what the history was. Yeah, because you're a film, uh, you're a history buff. Yeah, and, and it, I don't think there was a concept of India till perhaps the British gave it one. Um, so there's many things right. which I don't think there really is any constructive point um, in arguing about loudly, uh, provided you yourself know why you're doing it and you're not. I think history will be something that will be the realm of, you know, the intelligent or you, it's after a point, someone being taught that in schools today shouldn't quote it internationally because they will be corrected um, and they'll be told that they're wrong. Yeah. Um, but why we're doing it, I mean, I, I would really like to be part of a, a film industry that would take a stand that wouldn't make um, mass kind of movies like that. Um, and like Panaji? Yeah, I mean, that would rather say that, no, this is what history is. Right. You know, rather than trying to... Um, mold it to a certain certain kind of belief. But people say this is what runs and that's what's given it the extra kind of uh, bump. I mean, it's more than just an action movie. Um, there's an idea there that of seems course. to have caught on. But it's a dangerous and, and idea. It, it is certainly a dangerous idea. It is a dangerous idea. I completely mm. agree with you. Um, but have I taken a stand against it? No. Why? Um, I don't know. You know? It's a tough place. It is a tough place. Yeah. 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 But like I said, I mean, on one, on, I'm sorry, but that role was just delicious and it I is. just wanted to play it. Yeah. But, um, it is a little sad that as, as a, sort of as the intelligentsia or as like the artists or as what should be um, the most liberal and, or the most informed kind of cultural voice in the country. Um, that we're kind of taking a populist uh, or making a populist approach or, you know, um, it's not, cer certainly it's not something I'm, um, that I think is great. Mm. It's just, I just think this is the way it is. It is what it is. Yeah. 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 Sorry, it's not the coolest stand. I know. <laughs> you know, but. I know. Yeah. Do you see this changing anytime soon, sir? 
Um, or do you think the polarization even within the industry is just becoming harder? I think it is becoming harder. I don't know. I think, I mean, on one hand, I feel that the minute Pakistan was created out of this concept of India, that this was bound to happen. Mm. I mean, there's members of my family that, that left India, and there's members that stayed during partition. And the ones that stayed believed in a secular country. And the ones that left thought that after partition, it's not going to be a secular country anymore. Mm. Um, I fear maybe it's taken a couple of generations for the, the, um, you know, the idealists to die away. And, and, and I feel the direction in which it's headed um, is headed now, uh, will, be, will be not secular. So, I don't even know. I mean, sometimes I have to be selfish about this and say, if I look at my life in India today, I've never actually been happier if I don't start questioning the ideals of what's happening somewhere else. Um, as far as, you know, the medical medicine and the, the medical facilities available to me and my family better than ever before. Um, my life has been saved. My thumb has been saved. There's good doctors. Investments are great. You know, there's honest returns on money which weren't there in the past. Um, education for the kids is great. And the work is brilliant. So I've never been happier. But whether it's the India that, you know, embraced secularism and all the various ideas and what people talk about, I think we're moving away from that. And I think it's pretty obvious that we would. And I don't even know... Um, if it was a realistic notion to hold on to that idea for, for too long. Um, I, I certainly don't see anyone fighting for it. Um, well, and I the think, students are. Yeah, yes, the students. I'm talking about us. Yeah. Um, and I think the ideas of a democracy where people can say things and do things and they just get respected for taking whatever stand they do, right. the impact of us saying whatever we say is so strong and sometimes we can hurt so many other people so it might even you can argue it might be unfair for an actor to take a certain political stand or to make a certain comment because the film might get banned and some poor guy who didn't even say anything would suffer it's a collaborative art there are too many people involved so perhaps yeah. it's not right for an actor to stick his neck up and you know make a a kind of comment i think perhaps we should stay apolitical mm. and leave the politics to people who made it there their business, but I mean... Is this would, something you struggle with? Uh, you know, yes and no. Yes and no. I do realize that uh, there are many places in the world that are different. I mean, you think of the United States as being the hotbed of, you know, democracy and freedom of speech, and not everywhere else is, yeah. you know. But and our ideas, fortunately or unfortunately, of freedom come from that country. But doesn't mean you can apply the same thing not uh, at to all. To the rest of the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe we should come to terms with that, that, you know, um, there will be ramifications to what you say and do. Yeah. So most people will, would, don't think it's worth it to endanger their professions, their families, mm. their homes, and in a way just, you know, let it slide. Yeah. Tell me, um, Seth, you often talk about how much more confident you are as an actor today. Yeah. Um, what are you doing differently? Like, do you, is there something practically on the set that you do, that you didn't do before? 
I don't know how to explain it. There's a kind of understanding that's come in slowly over time. Also, the kind of films have, have changed. Or there's, I don't know, it's like, it's like un understanding a language in a different way. Um, perhaps I hadn't thought about it before as much. And it was more of a, you know, just playing versions of yourself and just being instinctive and just doing it. Mm. Whereas now, you know, giving some thought to technique as to, you know, what is it that you're trying to project. And so what you are think the about ways. it differently? Yeah, much more. I think I think about it much more. And what would be a good way of translating what I would like to translate, mm. whether it would be with, you know, body language or some kind of an action, or they would be flicking something away. It, it, there's like many the details. ways. Like the details. Well, it's communication. Like right. how would you express, you know, your annoyance with that thing? It doesn't have to be a frown and a scowl. It could be just, you know, slamming the door where, it, you know, where, or making a little bit more noise or mm. chomping on some ice. I don't know. You know, in, right. if there's something in the glass. So one, if you're open, you have get these ideas, but they're all based on an interesting communication. You say, how do I communicate this in a slightly interesting way? Because I think people like to be or are detectives, you know, in a way, when they're watching, they're looking for clues. And if it's too obvious what you're doing, it's not really interesting for people. Um, yeah. Tell me about playing this role in Jawani Janeman. It is, yeah. it is the role that you had patented at one time. You were the urbane yeah. sort of lover boy. And here you are, you know, redoing Ole Ole from what, Ye Dillagi in? Right. 92, 93. 26 years ago or some yeah, such? Yeah, My yeah. God, what was that like? Um, well, we didn't really do Ole Ole, I have to say. It's more of a background track. And sure. it's kind of, but part of the story, Giovanni Janiman's about a guy who hasn't accepted. I mean, the film's about acceptance. Right. And accepting your age and accepting your family. And this guy finds out that, you know, he's a father and he finds out a few other things as well, um, which he wasn't ready for. Um, so we thought Ole Ole would be quite apt because... It's the same kind of guy that thought hanging out with girls and going to parties is great, but it's not age appropriate anymore, but he's still doing it. So that's why that song, um, because it's a little ironic mm. in a way that it's the same guy who hasn't changed. Um, and what made the story fresh was, you know, running into like a pretty girl in a nightclub who wants to have a serious chat with you and you think this is great until she tells you, you know, you might be her dad. And that kind of brings everything crashing down. And that's when the questioning starts. And, and it was a lovely story about, simply, about acceptance, you know. Um, and it was right that I do it, because somewhere the, you know, the audience, I think, will also associate that, okay, this is the same stuff, and oh God, you know, it's all changed now, because right. that's not a girl, that's it his feels, daughter. It feels like an extension of those characters. It's that a kind of play. coming of age right. of that character, yeah. you know, yeah. literally. I mean, he ends up, I don't want to spoil it, but he ends up as being more than a father. I mean, he um, really has to come to terms with uh, his age in, in, in the movie, um, which was fun, you know. I mean, it's, it's quite... Nitin Kakkar, who's a wonderful director, has really brought out something artistic and special in it, whether it's, you know, the way he uses his glasses to read, but is hiding the fact that he needs glasses and all those fun things. Right. Um, How can you have swag when you've got glasses yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, it's, an, it's an intelligent movie and it's quite, it's quite touching, really, about... Um, and I, I enjoyed playing 
this person. And there are some lines that we kind of pushed in terms of, you know, he's a hard drinking kind of guy. And he passes out a few times and ends up I don't know where and has passed out in the street. And you know people like this and yeah. that's what drinking is. Yeah. And um, you know, I haven't often seen it in commercial movies. Mm. So it was fun to, to have that kind of um, character. Well, it's been a great start to 2020 for both you and Karina with yeah. good news. Yes. Um, tell me, uh, how deeply embedded are you in each other's careers? Are you? Do you give advice? Do you look at scripts? Do you bounce ideas off no, of I each mean, other? No, I mean, I guess we talk about it sometimes when it overflows into our personal lives. And if there's something wrong or if there's something right, I mean, we share. But we're really not particularly interested, I think, in that aspect of each other beyond a point. Um, which is refreshing to each other. It wouldn't be, otherwise, we've never had that relationship where um, it's about the work. It's been an escape from the work, each other. So we come home and say, OK, you know, this person doesn't really care. Uh, but of course, if there's something you wanted to, I mean, we're actors and we love it. So there's right. many times we're boring the other person by telling them about <laughs> this fabulous scene we did or huh. what do you think of this script? But how really involved we are in each other's is, is actually not really involved at all. I think we both try and listen sometimes. Um, but you'd rather not. I mean, that's not what we're in it for, really. Right. I mean, you know, so you can sometimes, but then you're more about planning the next holiday or, you know, where to eat and, you know, how is that wine or what did so-and-so say, right. you know, or play some music or let's talk about how to live um, rather than what she said or what he said or, you know, as in on a... The work. As in the work. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, um, I read somewhere that uh, children are qualified immortality. Oh. And, and uh, that really s sort of struck me when I saw Abraham on his first yeah. magazine cover. It just, it just looks like you. Yeah. You know, what is that like, Seth, to see your son retrace your steps? Well, I don't know if he is uh, retracing my steps, but that's the, you know, there's a thing about... Uh, Bombay, you know, that people kind of say these things in the press and everyone's like, okay, you know, obviously, I mean, it would look really similar. Yeah. Um, and whether they push you into the profession or talk about it as a, the only kind of viable option, um, I don't know. I, I, does he not want to act? I'm, I think he does want to act, but he's really enjoying playing cricket and being in school and doing all that, and then he'll do university. And then after that. Right. Um, so there's a while. There is a while. There's about four years, you know, five years before. Um, he's very young. He's 19. Mm. Uh, and it'd be great if he's interested. I mean, it's a fabulous profession. I mean, it, and so interesting and lovely. I mean, his whole family's in it. So right. I can't really blame him. It'd be great. We just get a little cautious, you know, and saying, okay, what if it doesn't work out the way you want? So you have to have other things in life. And also be nice as a human being if you're exposed to other things like university in America or if you're lucky enough to have that privilege. Um, it can broaden your mind and, and gives you perspective on so much. So it's that sort of thing. And he won't be retracing my steps. It'll be a whole new, you know, they say that time is like what a river, you know, so it'll be a different yeah, it thing would be, by the time course. he gets there. Of course. And I, I really hope he, he can. But yeah, there is something funny about seeing your, you know, chapa. <laughs> Like in another <laughs> human being, you're like, okay, this is kind of immortality. So people say you get it either through some kind of cultural legacy or genetic kind of legacy. <laughs> right. So here we 
have both, so fully, you know, work in movies as well as children that look like you. <laughs> so, yeah. It doesn't feel particularly immortal, though, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It do, does it, you know, does it sort of feel like, uh, do you feel that you need to protect them from the things that you've experienced, perhaps? You do, and I guess people work to say that, you know, there should be a certain amount that you give your kids, and whether that's protection or... Um, I mean, you shouldn't probably have kids unless you can look after them in a certain way, like, you know, financially, I mean. Yeah. Um, but so much of it, they have to be on their own. And you want to protect them, but they're not really interested after a point. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, so they, know, they think they know everything. And they're, you know... So you're kind of like a silent safety net, that, right? That, you know, and that's your job. If you need me, I'm if here. If you need me, I'm there. And otherwise, please call. And of course, they don't. <laughs> so enjoy them while they're while they're dependent, because when they're independent, um, you will see less of them for sure, unless you know they're living with you. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Seth, tell me, you turned fifty this year, Gee. and you said that it's very humbling to grow old. Uh, what is. did you mean? Well, it is humbling because nothing is uh, permanent here. And you think it is, but I mean, you think about actors, you know, like who've gotten older and they've been colossus. In, I mean, like they've been giants in the industry. And, you know, now they're gone or they're... And when they were... So it's temporary. Everything's temporary. And even being alive is obviously temporary, but being young is temporary. And there's a time where you're on top of it, and then there's a time when you're past it. So it's humbling because you think you have control, and you think you are, you know, you've achieved something. And it's not been easy to achieve that, or to survive, or to, you know, pay the bills, or whatever. And you do that, and then it's fleeting. So it's humbling because nobody really deserves or dares to really think, you know, to get comfortable enough in that seat because many more will be there, greater than us, better than us, younger, faster, whatever. So the whole idea, I mean, the whole idea of how temporary it is, um, is what I meant because everything about it, I mean, it seems like really solid at the time, you know, when you built the house or when you got it all together, but you can't keep it. So that's humbling. When, you, when you realize you, you, you just can't keep it. Yeah. Which is in a way liberating also, really. You shouldn't think you can. Yeah. Um, so when you're humble and you realize you can't, that's liberating in itself. And you're like, okay, whatever. You know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It is fine. Yeah, it is yeah, fine. Yeah. That's, that's a wonderful way to see it. Honestly, the only way I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Seth, thank you. Thank it's you. always so wonderful yeah, to talk I to know, you. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> If you liked what you just tuned into, then subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. You can now also follow Film Companion on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg and cheese bagel. Oh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. 
thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's.